All right, Dafayan Hey, here we go. Page 75. Two lines from the top of the page. We learned in our Mishnah, Ein Tzoylen Es HaPesach. You're not allowed to roast the carbon Pesach on a barbecue grill, right? On metal grates, because the meat will not only cook from the flame, it'll also cook from the hot metal. And that's... Uh, not going to stim with the pasuk which says ki im right? It's got to be cooked strictly from the fire. It can't be cooked from a hot metal medium. So, zok the gemara. My solista says the gemara. Well, this mishnah seems to be one walking contradiction. Why? So, if we recall, if you look back at the mishnah on the top of the previous daf, beginning of our parak, page 74, daf ayin the Mishnah said, you're not allowed to roast the carbon Pesach on metal. Rav Tzadik says, I'll tell you a story. Rabbi Gamliel had a servant, non-Jewish, by the name of Tevi, and he told him, you should go out and, rest, and roast the carbon Pesach on a grill, on a metal grate. Ask the Gemara here, my solicitor. I mean, this is a steerer. There's a contradiction. First you say, no cooking on the grate. And then you tell me a story of Rabbi Gamliel, who instructs his, his servant to go do that for him. Answers the Gemara, That's because there are words missing from the Mishnah, and as we've said a number of times, from the Taisvis Yomtif, the great Taisvis Yomtif on his Pirish Mishnayis, Whenever we find the words chesuri mechsura, what this means is, is that in class, the rabbeim would teach their young talmidim mishnayis, and sometimes they would leave words out in order that the mishnah should be easier to understand, kind of like a poem. They'd make turn it into a song, says the Taisvis Yomtiv. Um, and in order for the rabbeim to do that, sometimes they would remove words. And when these talmidim would get older and grow up, and they'd come to other rabbeim, they would ask these questions. I ah, it doesn't seem to work out. And the, whenever you find the chesurei mechsera, what it means is is that these other amayrim, the or yeah, these other amayrim, or sometimes it was even a tana. They would say no chesurei mechsera Your rebbe took out some of the words when he learned the mishnayis, and really this was the original understanding. Okay, the Gemara says chesurei mechsera You're just missing out on some words. If the grill had a very large opening, meaning there wasn't very close metal grates, but it was wide enough for the animal to sit directly on the flame, that's okay. V'yomar of Tzadik, and Rav Tzadik says, Go ahead and do that. You see, on a wider grill, it's taka, okay, it's allowed. Ba'amine Rabbi Chinana, Bar Idi Merav Ado Bar Ava Rav Bar Idi asked a question searching for information from Rav Ado Bar Ava. Tanur Shehesiku Beklipe Arla. If you have a fire, that the heat is coming from the peels of Arla fruit. Now we know the halacha is you're not even allowed to gain benefit from the fruit of Arla. The first three years, a tree in Eretz Yisrael, you're not allowed to gain anything, but very often. What would happen is, uh, people would use wood as coals. And what happens if somebody uses wood or peels of a fruit from an arla tree to sustain the heat in their oven? 
And a person has these, these appeals of the fruit in the oven, and he then cleans it out to bake challah. According to the one who says that the fire can't be in the oven at the same time, that the bread can't be in the oven at the same time as the oil appeals, mahu, what would be the halacha over here? Over here, the mice of the peels were now cleaned out. So it's not coming directly from the peels. Any cooking is not coming directly from the peels. So what would be the halacha? How do you view this? Amar Lay said to him, Apas Mutaris, it's okay. Listen, you shoveled it, you cleaned it out. Amar Lay, Amar of Chirna Saba, Amar of Asi, Amar of Yechina, Tanor Shasiku Grafai, you have a fire. Shehesiku Tzoli, yeah, you. Uh, you stoke the coals and you're roasting by Pesach. That's not called roasting on directly from a flame. And it's still considered like it's receiving heat from the oven. Why do we mention it twice? You see from here that a mamish needs to be. But without mentioning it twice, I would have thought that the heat of an oven, this taka, is considered tzliyesh. And therefore, when it comes to the arla peels, even if you remove the peels and then put the bread in, it should be usher. Because if it wouldn't be usher, the Torah wouldn't need to reiterate tzliyesh twice. Say it once, and I'll know that in any case it's usher. Amr said to him, Goli Rachman Ahasam, that the Torah says Tzliyesh twice by the Korban Pesach, to let us know that Tzliyesh is literal. It can't be from the heat of an oven. It's got to be mamish from the flames, po, you know, coming out, jumping out at the meat, the Alfina Minah. And we learn out from there that that's the definition, not only by Korban Pesach, but to everywhere else. Or we can give another potential answer that not only are we using carbon Pesach as the source of this limud, that, that uh, it's specific, that roasting is only when it's mamish from the flame. Also, by the carbon Pesach, the whole reason why we know what mamish needs from the flame is because it writes it twice. It wouldn't have written it twice. The Torah would have said that only over there do mamish need fire? But in general, you'd say that uh, other things are also tzliyesh. But here, you know why it says it twice? To tell us you mamish need the flame. But otherwise, again, but the, this understanding is otherwise, it would still be considered tzliyesh if you were merely cooking from the heat of an oven. That would also be considered roasting. By the Karim Pesach, it says it twice to tell us that it's unique halacha to Karman Pesach, that no, that it wouldn't be enough for Karman Pesach, there you mamish need flames jumping out at it. But by the case of Arla, since the peels of Arla are not allowed, to, you're not allowed to gain benefit from, so the terror was makbid, and over here, the, the peels are no longer there, then Mela, it would be allowed, period, End of that discussion. Brand new b'risa, brand new discussion. The rabbis learned, and that's why the rabbis. If a person cuts up the carbon pesach, 
and puts it on top of coals. Okay? Rebbe Oimer, Rebbe says, Oimer Anisha Zetzliyesh. I hold it's okay. I hold it's okay. Okay? Now, what do you mean I hold it's okay? Rebbe saying, a coal is a flame. A coal is a flame. When the Torah says, Tzliyesh, Esh does not need to be a red, white, and blue fire. Tzli Esh has to be a strong source of heat. And therefore, if you have a coal that is burning hot, you can't see the flames, but it's as hot as flames, that suffices to be Tzli Esh. That's called Esh. It's called fire. Rami lei Ravachadvoi Barami Lerav Chisto. Ravachadvoi Barami asked a contradiction to Rav Chisto. He says like this. Miyama Rebbe Gucholameshin, who can Rebbe hold that coals are considered a flame? Varaminhu, I'll ask you a contradiction. Machvasesh. It says that when a person, this is going into the laws of Tzoraz, when a person gets a burn and as the burn heals, he starts to he, he starts to get these uh, hairs that start to grow on his body that look like tzaras. So it started out as a physical um, wound. If that's the right word. Excuse me. Right. It starts out as a physical wound, and now we know tzaras is a spiritual ailment. So it started out with a burn, and now as it's healing, a tzaras-like thing starts to grow. Mach vasesh. This is the pasuk of the Torah. It starts to grow from a burn, from a fire burn. I only know that when somebody gets a burn from a fire and then gets tzaras, he's still going to be tough. What about if somebody gets burnt by a coal? Remets or ashes. Besid. By sid uh, is... Uh, um, it's not lava. Sid is like plaster. This is like boiling, boiling rock. Yeah, boiling plaster. Reiseach, besid reiseach, the givsis reiseach, or with givsis reiseach. This is another type of uh, lime. Bechol davar habaminar, or anything where the heat mamish comes directly from a flame, and this gets as hot as a flame. Basui chami haar to include even water. That's heated by fire. Minayin. How do I know that if you get a burn that ends up looking like tzaras, it's it's tummy? Use the word mikva many, many times. So it seems to imply any type of burn that leads to tzaras, it's still going to be considered tummy tzaras. Taima. Now the reason why it's considered tzaras, the Rabbi Rachmana mikva rechva, because the Torah says in many places they call it, use the same word mikva, the burn. Okay? So there's no difference whether the burn comes directly from a flame or whether the burn is coming from other things that got heated up by a flame. But if the Torah wouldn't have used the word burn, burn many, many times, you would see that we wouldn't have considered a coal to have the status of a flame. The only reason why coal has status of a flame is because of a drusha in the Torah. A gzerashav. If not for the Gzerashav, would a coal be a flame? 
No. And if a coal is not a flame, we now have a question on Rebbe. Why is Rebbe saying you're allowed to roast the cut up carbon Pesach on coals? We just proved it's not automatically considered a flame unless the Torah tells us. Agutakash. Amar Lei. Sir Chista said back to him. When it comes to a coal made out of wood, there, we don't need to say it's like ash. We're dealing with a metal coal. Apparently they had coals that, uh, that they would use metal for. Okay, It was different than wood in that they would, they would have to wait for the metal to become red hot, Rashi explains. And it's letting us know that not only when you get a burn from a, from a wooden coal does it end up being saras. Even if you get a burn from a metal coal, it's saras. Why would it be different? When it comes to a sorry, if we know when it comes to sreifa, when a person's chay of misa with sreifa, and it says, sorry, that you're burnt with a fire, and their master says, you know how you killed somebody? Who was chayov? Who was obligated in the death penalty of burning? They wouldn't throw them into a flame. They would have very hot lead that the person would would uh, would uh, have to drink. So you see from here that hot stone and hot metal and hot things are considered like fire. It says Gemara shiny hosam. There by sreifa it's different. Yom ish tisareif says should be burnt in a flame. Tisareif lerabe says sreifa isabois menaish. This comes to include anything that even got heated up by fire. But if not for this Pasuk, which we don't have this Pasuk everywhere else, it's only by Sreifa, by, so for example, by Tsaras, where it doesn't say Ba'ishti Sareif, there's no implication that something heated by fire should be just like fire. Ay, Vakoshkein needs Atzma. Says the Gemara, we say Koshkein, fire itself. If a, if a person who's obligated in Sreifa, is considered Shreifa even by something that got heated up by a flame, why don't we allow Shreifa to be done by direct heat, by direct flame? Let the person be burnt by a fire. Okay? Why, uh, why are we having them drink uh, something hot? As the Gemara says, Asya Shreifa, Shreifa, Mibnei Aaron. It's a of Shreifa, Shreifa from the children of Aaron, Malahalon, Sreifas, Neshama, Begovkayim, just like by Aaron's children, who unfortunately, Nadav and Avil, who died on the date of the inauguration of the Mishkan, because they brought an offering in a way that was not in line with Halacha. What does it mean they got burnt? It means only they died, their Neshama died, but their body remained completely intact. Afkan, Sreifas, Neshama, Begovkayim. So too, when a person's Chayim Misas Sreifa, we only uh, do Sreifa in a way where the body, the inside of the body, and ultimately the Neshama leaves, gets destroyed, but the body remains complete. So, um, why does it need to be uh, very hot lead? Let it be very hot water. Which means that you should use the easiest type of death by heat, and the and the liquid lead allows the person to die much faster. And therefore, in in a person in such a situation, I don't know if it ever happened in history, 
we know that uh, practically speaking, a Misa, Misa's Besdin, you know, pretty much never happened. But if a person would ever be Chayat Shreifa, so once you're in that situation, a person would prefer to die the way of the hot lead than to die by hot water because that's, that's uh, a, a lot more torturous. And therefore, yet, yeah, the obligated in death, but you got to do it in the least torturous way. Now that we have the logic of Rav Nachman, why do you need a Gzeira Shava at all of Shreifa Shreifa from Bnei Aaron? We have logic. We shouldn't say we have logic. We have the Pasuk of Ahaftu Kamaicha. Answers the Gemara. Amri, they said, If not for the Gzeira Shava of Shreifa Shreifa, Havamina Shreifas Neshama Begovkayim Lav Shreifahi. I would have said that, listen, if only the neshama goes and the body remains, that's not called burning. Maybe burning means you got to burn the body. The imi shum Rav Nachman, and if I would have only had the Pasuk of Rav Nachman of I would say you should make it as hot as possible so that the person should die very fast. Therefore, the Gzeir Shava, along with the Pasuk, let us know that it should be done the fastest way, only through an internal burning so that their body will remain intact. What is the fastest way? That is through hot lead. So if it's Takachu, they wouldn't actually use fire. Why don't you just say hot lead? Why do you got to say Ba'esh? Answers the Gemara. avar To exclude... Avar, which is hot on its own, you're not allowed to use hot lead and pour down hot lead that is hot on its own. It must be a hot lead that is hot due to a direct fire from Aish. Okay. Omar le Rav Yirmiya le Rav Zera. Rav Yirmiya says to Rav Zera, we're now going to um, continue... On, in this discussion over here of the method of Sreifa. Okay? Um, we're just going to take, this will take us just a few more lines to the top of Ahmed Bez, and we're going to discuss, we're, we're going a little bit of a tangent now, continuing on h- how the Misa of Sreifa works. Here we go. Omer Vyermi Lerv Zerif. Bekol Hechad Achsev Veishi Sarif, the Rabbis call Sreifa, Zerif, 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 whatever says Veishi Sarif, does it come to include any time it's that, use that word. It needs to be something that is hot directly from a flame. It's not true. But by the parim that were burnt, this is talking about parim that were burnt on the Mizbeach. You should burn them on a fire once they're shechted, right? This carbon, these cows, once they're shechted on the Mizbeach, you burn it on fire. What does it mean? You see, Aish is to the exclusion of everything else. And if Aish is to the exclusion of everything else, why are you telling me when it comes to Misasrefa? Says, but Aish Tisarif, yeah, it doesn't really mean a fire. It means they use hot lead. Hot. I don't understand. Aish excludes that when it comes to Carbonus. He says, back to Mahachi Hashta. No, you're making a mistake. By the chi of Sreifa, by Misa Sreifa, when a person's dying through Sreifa, through burning, it says, Ba'esh, first it says they, they're killed by fire, and then it says, Tisarif, she's burnt. 
the rabbis call shreifos habois machmas aish to include any shreifa, any type of burning that comes from the heat of a fire. But hacha, but by the karbanos, the ksev is sarap al You burn them on the wood of with fire. First it says, by the Shreifa it says, first fire, and then it says Tisarif. By, by, the, um, by the Misa Shreifa it says, first it says, it mentions the fire, and then it says Tisarif. But by the Karban, first it says the Shreifa, and then it mentions the fire. The Memra, this lets us know the Eish in specifically to burn the cow on a fire is allowed, but not by something that is heated by fire. Says the Gemara, it's not true. Granted, it says, but you know what it says again at the end. It says at the end of the same passage, top of Amud Beis. Where do you burn the carbon? The same place where the ashes are removed from. Okay? So, you see the word Yisarev coming after Esh as well. So, now we're back to being similar to the Shreif, Misa Shreifa, where first it says Esh and then it says Yisarev. And it should be any type of heat should be allowed, even by the carbon. Answers the Gemara. Amri, they answered, Ahu Yisarif, Biboy the Chetani. The last Pasuk of Yisarif, the last word of Yisarif that's following Aish is a different uh, drasha. Yisarif, Afapisha, Ein Sham Deshen. It's letting us know that you're allowed to be burnt even if there's no ashes there as of that moment. Yisarif, and Afapisha hits it to Arberubai, and the carbon should be burnt even though hits it to Arberubai means that. Um, even if the fire already burnt most of the animal, there's a chiyuv, there's an obligation to ensure that every last part of the animal was, uh, was burnt. And it's not enough just to have rive of the body burnt. Therefore, what's the point of this answer? Therefore, that yisarif at the end of the Pasuk is not counted. Since it's not counted, the word Yisarev by carbon comes before Eish, which seems to imply only fire, as opposed to Misa Shreifa, where the Eish comes before the Shreifa, that gives us the implication that it can be anything which is uh, sourced from a fire. It does, the death doesn't need to come directly from a hot fire. Period. Okay. Ravina Omar. Ravina says, Kruch Bitani. Come and connect the halachos and learn. Now, what is Ravina coming to do? Ravina is coming to answer our question from Amar Aleph. What was our question from Amar Aleph? We had a question on Rebbe. What was Rebbe's statement? Rebbe gave a statement. Rebbe said that 
even a coal is considered tzliesh. You're allowed to roast your carbon Pesach on coals. A coal is a flame. We ask the question on Rebbe from the law of Tsaras. That by Tsaras, the only reason why coals are considered a flame is because of the words Michva Michva. But if not for the two words Michva Michva, burn, burn by Tsaras, a coal would not be a flame. Naturally, a coal is not a flame. So why is Rebbe allowing the Karban Pesach to be roasted on coals? Ravina is going back to that question. Says Ravina, Kruch Come and learn, connect these halachas and learn as follows. When it says a person got burnt from a fire and then he had to start at the heel and he had the signs of Tzaras, I only know, when it says I would say, somebody got burnt by a coal of a fire. Because Eish doesn't always, it's not gonna, we're not going to assume that it's literally a flame. It means anything that's sourced with a flame. And how do we know all the other things that are heated up by fire, including water? How do you know that if you have terrace that grows from such a burn, there's also going to be Tomei? Therefore, the Torah says, specifically over there, since as Michva Riva, it's coming to include it as opposed to the uh, other halachos of the Korban Pesach, where it doesn't say Michva Michva. Um, there's uh, there's no source anymore for us to be obligated to say that um, that uh, a coal would not suffice to roast your carbon fessa. Rubba Rub. Rubba asked another contradiction. Miyamar Rebbe, Gacholo Mikroesh. Can Rebbe himself say that a coal is a flame and I'm allowed to roast by carbon fessa on coals? Can he say that? Brahmini, I'll ask you a contradiction. Gachale Yochol Oimimus. The Kayan Gadol on Yom Kippur takes the coals. What does it mean, coals? When, you, when we think of coals, what type of coals do we, what, what type of coals do we think it is? When you think of a coal, somebody says, "Oh, by the way, it ha- there, there's there's coals." Are you thinking about cold coals or hot coals, or coals that are on flame, coals that don't have a flame anymore? What are we thinking of? So when it says gachale. When it says you ta- he takes the coals, like in the middle, he's in the middle of the he takes the coals. The way we picture it, we think it's like these coals are on fire. Yeah, there's like activity, there's action in the coals. Tamar Marish. Therefore it says, therefore it says, Eish, e Eish, Yachol Shalheves. If it means Eish, I would think it means Eish. What's fire? A flame. A fire with a flame. There's got to be a flame on the coals. Tamar Lemar Gachale. A regular coal. Haketzad. So, what happened? Taka, on Yom Kippur. What would the Kayan do when he would shovel up the coals? What were the coals looking like? What state were they in? Maybe even Lechshais. He would take coals that are no longer on a flame, but they were still smoking hot. Now, Vahagufakash. 
This explanation itself is a contradiction. Amrit We said that coals seem to imply their imemus that there's still some flame on it. You see that coals. That this is what I would have thought. Okay, we're going into the heaven. Why would I have thought that? Only because that must be the normal thinking. What we call Ashkafer Yishayna. Yeah, this is, a, this is the initial worldview. When we think picturing the coals, there's going to be a little bit of a flame on it. But let's look at the end. Eish, Eish. If we're talking about a flame, Yachol shall have us. If we're talking about a, uh, yeah, if we're talking about a fire, I would think it's full-fledged flame. Therefore, it says, no, only a coal. So then it seems to imply you need a full-fledged fire and just a little bit of a uh, coal that's smoking hot with a little bit of heat popping out of it is not considered the, the, a regular ish. The Yomar of explains that means either one. That's what I would have thought. It tells us Eish, e Eish Yachol shall have us. Tamar Leimar Gachale Haketzad. Maybe when Aleichshayz he brings from the coals that have a little bit of flame on it. That's at the moment that he that he shovels it off the mizbeach. Okay, here's the ultimate question on Rebbe. Mikol Makom Gachalim Loi Ikri Eish. Bottom line is, you see, we're working so hard to figure out what type of fires on the coal, whether how big of a fire, any fire, what's going on. Bottom line is. No matter how you cook this, a coal is not a fire. It's not. A coal is not a fire. From the whole discussion that we're having, oh, I would have thought a coal oh, with the fire. Coal and fire is two different wor- is two different words. And therefore, what do you mean, Kashula Rabbi? Rabbi, what do you mean? A, 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 a coal is a flame. A coal is a tzliyesh. That's not true. The whole discussion here is whether how much flame you have on the coal. It's two separate. It's two separate discussions. Um, Rabbi Abai says Taratzachi will answer as follows: when you got to take the hot coals, I would have thought that we're dealing with coals that have you know have some fire popping out of it, but it's and it's not just uh, it's not just very, uh, you know. Uh, Red hot. Talmud Laimar Eish. Therefore it says Eish. That no, their taka is uh, a flame here. Eish. And if we would have only mentioned the fire, Yachol, uh, I would have thought, Ratsa shall have as Yavi. Gachelis Yavi. You could do either one. You don't even need to bl- uh, bring a, a specifically a coal. You can even bring a flame. Talmud Laimar Gachali. It's got to specifically be a coal. Okay, so I've maybe been a Leichshais. The way it worked is you bring it from Leichshais. You bring it from. A coal that is um, that is red hot. Omar Rava Rava says, yavi, yavi. You could either bring a coal that is red hot or a coal with an actual flame. How do you find a flame where you don't even have a coal? Okay, where you basically you you put a. Um, a fire, uh, what they do, you know, they take these, uh, sometimes they do this for fancy desserts. They put like vodka on a plate, they light it on fire, but the thing itself doesn't burn. 
It's a flammable. Okay? They take a flammable thing, a lighter fluid, a chmes, whatever it is, and you put it on the outside of a kli. Do you have a flame? Yeah. What's happening to the kli? Garnished. It's not burning. The fire is sitting on top of the vessel. It's not in the vessel. Okay? So that's how you can have a fire without a coal. There's no entity that's bringing out the fire. But if that's the case, I need a posik to exclude that and say that you can't use that. What does it mean? You can't even do that in front of a melech basar v'dam. It's not allowed. Why not? Because it's disrespectful. To, to that's like a fake flame. How much more so? Are you not allowed to do this in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? And therefore, I wouldn't have even had a hava. I mean, I wouldn't have even thought that this is the type of flame that the Kayin Gadol brings to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on Yom Kippur. Some fake fl- uh, lighter fluid type of flame. No such thing. So rather, what does the Brisa mean? Tani Hachi. I'll tell you what the Brisa means. Gachale. When it talks about coals. I would have thought... That it just needs to be red hot, but you don't mamish need like uh, flames, low flames. Talmud Leimar says no, the shtak could be a flame. Maybe I would say, if we only if we only mention a flame, I would say you could take some and some. Okay, you could take uh, uh, part of it is a hot coal, part of it is a flame. It doesn't need to be a hot coal. Creating the hot flame and together, which means you're picking up the actual coals that also have a little bit of flame on them, and that is the type of flame that the Kayin Gadol would scoop up in the Avaida of Yom Kippur. To end off this Gemara before the Mishnah, they asked a Shaila searching for information. Aimimus, aimimus. How do you spell this word aimimus, where it's red hot, the coal's red hot? Is it with an aleph or with an ayin? Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak says, Arazim, cedar trees, lay amemuhu began ha'eloikim. The tallest cedar trees cannot be amemuhu, they cannot lessen the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the garden of Hashem. So you see the word amemuhu is something where it's starting to go out, starting to remove light. It's spelled with an ayin. So too when the coals start to lose their flame and now you just have the red hot coal with some some fire, it's spelled with an ayin and not with an olive. Period. End of that Gemara. Next Mishnah. Here we go. Gavaldik. This mission is continuing on in, uh, in the cooking and the roasting of the Karbam Pesach. Let's go. What happens? We know it's got to be roasted only on Tzliyesh. What happens if some of the meat touched the oven? So now, how is it cooked? By the walls of the oven, not, by the, not, by, not directly from the flame. The halacha is yikloif es You got to do klipa. Klipa means you peel off the outer layer. Because that piece of meat that just got cooked is not allowed to be eaten. So you take off the outer layer. 
Now you only have the raw part, and you could eat the rest. Not off me right by Let's say you had grease that came out of the carbon, and it shot back up. Hot oil, right? Grease pops, pops back up onto the animal, and the hot oil, the hot grease, the fats that are dripping out, are now cooking the meat. So you got to cut off the place that the uh, the grease came back up into. If some of the rotave, some of the grease dripped out onto flour, you got to remove some of the uh, some of the flour, remember we said it was coated, right? So you got to remove some of the uh, some of the flour because um, now this flour is going to be involved in cooking, and again, it's not going to uh, that's not part of the process of cooking the carbon pesach in a kosher fashion. Sochay b'shem and truma. If a truma. If a person put truma of uh, oil of truma. Onto the carbon. So now who's allowed to eat truma? Kahanim. No Yisraeli. So what, what happens to the carbon? Im chaburas kahanim yeichelu. If you have a group of kahanim that are eating this carbon pesach, the halacha is it's okay. All right? Why is this a chiddish? Because you're putting oil on your carbon pesach. The oil is going to get heated. So isn't it also cooking the carbon Pesach? Zok the Mishnah? No, it's not. If you put truma oil on a carbon Pesach, it's still considered like it's being roasted on a flame. And as long as you have Kohanim who are allowed to eat it, that you keep it going. There's no problem. You're, you're allowed to eat that. Imshal Yisrael. However, if the Chabura is Yisraelim, can a Yisrael eat oil of truma? No. So, if the meat is still raw, so quickly rinse it off. Rinse off the oil of truma. Now it's no longer on the carbon and the Yisraelim could eat it. However, if it's roasted, it's not enough to smear off, to, to rinse off the oil. You have to actually cut off klipa. Okay, klipa is something that we should familiarize ourselves with. It means the, the outer layer. Okay, it's the top layer. Needs to be, uh, needs to be removed. This halacha, by the way, applies a few, uh, in a number of areas. You know, sometimes if a person is uh, bought fish, let's say salmon, it didn't directly have a heksher on the salmon. You're not sure uh, how it was cut, what type of knife it was cut with. So sometimes, call your local Orthodox rabbi or your local Orthodox uh, kashrus agency, right? But uh, sometimes they'll tell you, cut off kadei klipa. Just cut off the top layer that the knife may have touched, since the whole thing was cold anyway. And now you could eat the rest of the, uh, you'll be allowed to eat the rest of the salmon. But that's, just familiarize yourself, it's a very common expression in Hilchas kashrus. Yikleif, kadei klipa, to take off the, the top layer. If let's say the Karim Pesach got smeared with oil of Maishashini, you should not um, 
for, you, you cannot ask the members of the Chavura to chip in, to pay for this carbon, because you're not allowed to sell Sheni in Yerushalayim. Okay? Now you're going to end up selling the oil of Sheni, and um, now you're in Yerushalayim, so you're going to be running into trouble. Mamela, it's, it's, uh, it's not allowed to do so, and the Gemara will get into this whole discussion of Sheni as well, Be'ezus Hashem. Okay, we'll hold it here for this evening. We're up to the Gemara, all the way on the bottom line of Ayin Hey Amad Beis. And Be'ezus Hashem, tomorrow we will pick up from Daf Ayin Vav.